Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pop Cult X, episode 111, 111 um, in binary code. I'm not sure what that spells, but if you know out there, go ahead and drop it in the comments. Be sure to like and subscribe and, and tell us all your favorite binary words. Um, my name is Danny, and along with Gabriel, we're here, your Gen X hosts of Pop Cult X, talking to you about all things pop culture from our Gen X point of views. Um, so, Gabe, what did you do this past week that really stood out? Well, I ran to go see The Flash in the movie theaters. <laughs> Maybe not so much ran, but like slowly walked to go see The Flash. Okay. Um, I really liked it. I know there was a lot of, uh, you know, lead up to it, whether or not it was going to be good, whether or not they should release it because of Ezra Miller controversy mm-hmm. with that. Um, controversies aside, I really liked the plot. Um, it was fairly straightforward. I mean, it, it was really good. It was entertaining. I thought he he is a good flash, whether you like it or not. Uh, Michael Keaton is an amazing Batman. Mm-hmm. Will always be in like the top slot of of batman or men who play Batman. Batman. <laughs> um, bat people <laughs> yeah bat people um there was the special effects i know that there's a bit of controversy with people saying that the special pe- effects weren't up to par but i i didn't really mind it i thought that they did a great job um without going into too much detail there were a lot of cameos in the movie and i thought that they did a great job with with those um i really liked them i I put a smile on my face um and and there was some heartwarming moments in the movie um and it was overall it was entertaining it was it was really good yeah i really liked it i i you know i'm not like the biggest flash fan so i was going in with kind of low expectations and left fairly entertained i would go watch it again actually very cool very cool. Yeah, I want to see it. I mean, like you said, the the controversy aside with Ezra Miller and what they did before the movie was released and all the, you know, negative occurrences, right? Yeah. Um, but at, once they released that, you know, Michael Keaton was going to be in there, the Supergirl, um, she looked fantastic in the trailer that I haven't seen the movie yet, but yeah. it looked really good. I mean, like you said, VFX. Um, there was a a tweet I saw or a thread about how the amount of shots, I guess the VFX studios are paid by the amount of um I guess they bid in how many shots they need to fill, right? That's how they get paid. So one scene could be like just removing a wire or something like that. But another shot or sequence could be full face replacement for everything, but they still get paid the same and they're still expected to have it done by the studio in a set amount of time. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, I guess what I saw was that these VFX artists were being like rushed to deliver the finished product. And it kind of felt like that way, like it was rushed in the end result. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not an expert in that area, but from a fan's point of view, I, I didn't see anything that that was like glaringly obvious. Oh, that was a rush job. I I mean, there were certain parts where I'm like, okay, that probably could look a little bit better, but it was still entertaining. It didn't take me out of the film at all. Uh, it was still really fun and entertaining. It was there was a lot of fun uh, moments in the movie, um, a lot of humor and yeah. uh, a lot of action. 
And that's what I go to see superhero movies for is to see action, you know, peppered with some humor and some people flying and fighting and all of that. And it had that. So I left happy. Good. I mean, it, it, it does look really good. I want to see it. Yeah. And whether or not the VFX that doesn't, like you said, doesn't really matter as much to me. It's more of like, um, is the story entertaining? Is the, you know, is the, like you said, is there humor? Is there action? Because that's what we're looking for. Or what I guess we've come to expect in most superhero movies. Yeah. Um, there are superhero movies that are more on the darker side, the more, you know, adult type of superhero movies. I saw a trailer for Craven, which looks like it's going to be in that more of the adults type superhero. I think it's rated R and that looks fantastic. I'm not sure if you've seen that or not. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it looks really good. I think it's named who's Aaron Taylor Johnson, I think is playing Craven. And um, I'm not a big Craven, you know, aficionado. So I don't know his story too much, but it looks really well done. It looks it looks like it's going to be right up there with like the the Logan style. So, you, you know, very violent, very, you know, adult centered and geared towards us. Gen X. I'll have to go check it out once we're done recording because I haven't seen it. I, I've heard a lot of talk about it, you know, the little bits of, of the origin story that have been leaked or mm-hmm. um, have been talked about. But I haven't actually seen the trailer yet. So I'm looking forward to getting a sneak peek. Yeah, go check it out, and then um, we'll have you report back next week how you liked it. <laughs> Absolutely. So did you see anything this this past weekend, this past I week? did. Speaking about the other side of the spectrum when it comes to VFX, I finally got a chance to see Avatar Way of the Water. Oh, nice. Um, and it was beautiful. It was just, you know, just the, the scenic view of it. Oh, my goodness. It was just so great i mean james cameron did a great job his vfx team i guess spent like almost 10 years you know perfecting it and the water looked fantastic the creatures looked fantastic it was just you know mind-blowing it really was so if you have a chance to go watch that go watch that as well it's on like hbo or disney now what about the story though because is it one of those movies that if you were to take away the amazing spatial effects is it worth watching yeah, I mean, it, it, so it, the story caters around um, the main two characters from the first one, right? Zoe Saldana and the other gentleman, and how now they've built a family and how basically his family is everything to him and he'll do anything to protect them no matter what at all costs. And it's yeah. centered around that dynamic of his family, the Sully family. So it really is great. They have like, there's the members of his family. Then there's like the adopted kids that come in and it really shows how he, even though he can't do much, well, he can do a lot of things, but that's his main focus is his family. And I think if you take away the VFX, you put it into like a, they were just humans in like an, on an Island or something. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the same story. It was still work. All right. Yes, of course. Toss that's, in. That's one of the things with movies that have like, the big budget special effects is like I, I kind of think of like the Transformers movie or mm-hmm. you know where it's it's all about the special effects but it's like what's the point of watching it <laughs> it's just <laughs> seeing flashy bright lights you know flashy things uh, mm-hmm. on the screen but big explosions it, yeah big explosions and but it's really when it comes down to it the plot is not there 
Um, yeah. So I'm glad to hear that it's worthwhile watching. I'll definitely have to check it out. Yeah, it's a it's a nice three hour long movie that doesn't feel like it because it, it keeps you entertained throughout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of water, the other thing that's going on in pop culture right now is uh, the missing submarine mm-hmm. that was going down to check out uh, what the Titanic and is now missing. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, we wish those people well. I think there's yeah. five people missing. Five people, so yeah. Hopefully they're found soon. I think they are estimating that they still have like some air left and some rations left of food and water, but um, hopefully it has a good ending. Uh, But what came up to mind is, is the cost associated with, with this type of trip, right? This type of adventure Mm trip. Um, And it was upwards in, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I was wondering if you had that kind of money to spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend on your vacation, would you be doing it on, potentially life threatening, you know, adventures, or would you be a little bit more conservative and like go to the Bahamas or Hawaii or, <laughs> or Tahiti, <laughs> or would you be one of those like Richard Branson types that like wants to jump off the Eiffel tower or, you know, do something that is risking your life to get that fast thrill. Well, I mean, I guess if you have that much money, you've probably already done everything else. Right. Yeah. So it it's kind of boring probably, um, but I wouldn't spend that much money to go down in a metal capsule, for lack of a better term, to yeah. the bottom of the ocean and not have any manual way inside to get out. That's just like asking for trouble. I mean, yeah, I, I, I hope and that the resolution is a positive one. Right. But and that everyone's found safe. They locate it. But I would. I would seriously question why there was no like, you know, tether to the boat that it was launching from or why they were controlling it with like a PlayStation 4 controller or something like that. Why um, you're spending that much money. I want to see a better, you know, what kind of technology they're putting into it. And if I'm going to trust my life to it. I didn't know those kind of details. That's insane. Yeah, I think that's what I that's what I read how accurate it is i read it from the internet so <laughs> i don't know um i know the the joint task force coast guard navy canadian navy we're all looking for it and it just bewilders me that in this day and age that how could they lose connection with it right yeah. i mean and how could they not find it with like modern sonars modern radar gps stuff how could they not find it it just you know blows my mind yeah it's it it is um, I think that if I had that kind of money, I would tend to be on the conservative side when it comes to risking my life uh, yeah. because I would enjoy having the money and enjoy <laughs> buying things. I think that that you know the stereotype is, oh well, rich people have done everything and they need that type of thrill. But there's a lot of stuff to be done in the world, especially if you haven't been rich your whole life. Um, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Come into money at a later, you know, in adult mm-hmm. years. There's a lot you can do that that isn't necessarily risking your life. And so I don't I and don't get me wrong, I don't want to take away from the seriousness of of the event. Oh yeah, of course. But it just of course it's human nature that anyone who is hearing about this would say, you know, why are these people risking their lives to like go in the submarine? And so, you know, you kind of ask yourself, would I be willing to do that to to see the Titanic? Surely that would be an amazing sight. Mm-hmm. But it would have to be like 
pretty damn safe for me to want to go down. I mean, you're going to go see the wreckage of a ship. You're going to a graveyard. You, it's not that safe to be in the water. It's it's almost a reminder yeah. to, tell you, to tell you like, hey, be safe. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we wish these people well. Hopefully they get found. Like you said, there's a positive resolution, but uh, I would I would be doing different things. Have I had that kind of money to spend on my vacation? Yeah, I, I think I would as well. I mean, at least, you know, go somewhere where you can actually breathe the air. You know, I don't know. It's yeah. Somewhere different. Yeah. Speaking of vacations, I actually went to Disneyland this past weekend and um, I hadn't been there for a very long time. I went from nine until one o'clock and quickly realized that at my age, I can't do the the open to close Disneyland. Nine a.m. to one one a.m. Yeah. Bookended. Wow. Yeah. So it it was a lot. It was a lot of fun, um, but definitely. my feet and back were hurting by the end of the day. Um, but while they did such a great job with that whole Star Wars addition to to Disneyland, um, it, it's just incredible. It's like literally walking onto the set of another planet or you know another world or galaxy, if you will. Um, I had went into their cantina and got this really cool drink that is like uh, I think it was called like a fluffy Tom Tom or something like that, and it had this like. <laughs> bubbly concoction on top that numbed your lips when you drank it so it was really really interesting and cool um, Is it a tauntaun? yeah i think so okay you know, a tauntaun you know what that is right no okay so in empire strikes back part two they're on the ice planet of hoth tauntaun is like their horse-like creature that can survive in the cold and um when they when Luke Skywalker gets lost, Han Solo goes to find him, and he has to kill his Tauntaun. He cuts him open with like a lightsaber, and all the fluffy stuff comes out, right? And that's where oh, they, so this they makes him. sense. Yeah, so they stick Luke Skywalker in there to keep him warm in the dead carcass of the Tauntaun. So yeah, <laughs> so that's what I drank basically, and okay. it was really really good. Um, and what else about it? It was just really it was a really good time. It was really fun, um, especially for me. Being that, you know, Jet X, like I, it's very Disneyland's very nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of the older rides like Haunted Mansion, uh, even like the Jungle Cruise is just reminds me of being a kid. Um, so even though they have like the super cool, you know, Star Wars rides, some of my favorite rides are like the most simple rides and yeah. some of the oldest ones that they have at Disneyland, you know, Space Mountain, Matterhorn, um, things like that. But uh, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of fun pretending to be a kid again. <laughs> um, and around doing all the rides so it was a good time that's cool my favorite place to eat in disneyland i think is right outside the jungle cruise it's that kebab place that's right there oh yeah that's they have like when i used to eat meat back in the day when i went they had the most tasty kebabs oh my goodness i yeah. want it bad now that tastes sound really good <laughs> <laughs> i think they had grilled asparagus so you could always have that yeah they had a veggie kebab which is you yeah. know a mushroom some bell peppers and whatnot but it, totally not the same <laughs> not the same oh. <laughs> I, I actually i had one of the uh spicy beef kebabs and it was really really good okay so there you go <laughs> making my mouth water now <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, well, while you were at Disneyland, I went to comic book shopping. Oh, nice. Some cool comic books. I don't know if you go to see them here. Um, Exiles, 
which is a cool variant cover. I just like that. And I'm I'm showing you some because it's like a hinting to our next guest that we're going to have on soon. So anyone out there wants to play along, you can kind of guess maybe who the who the guest will be. Um, and the last one. Ah, there it is. Black Bolt. So, yeah, it's I picked up some of those. Um, our, I think in July we'll be having that the writer on if that gives you any hints out there. And we'll be chatting with him. So be sure you guys all stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, I, I, oh, I picked up a comic book called Void Rivals. Have you heard of that? I have it. It's the Robert Kirkman newest um, book. And it's basically, I haven't read it yet, but they introduce a shared universe of Transformers and G.I. Joe. Oh. So I guess uh, Kirkman bought the rights to Transformers G.I. Joe for publication. So they're going to start a whole new shared universe of them. So I thought that was very interesting because, you know, you picture G.I. Joe and what they have. And then you picture Transformers. Now imagine them in the same world. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm a fan of G.I. Joe, not necessarily Transformers. I, I had Transformers as a kid, but not really a big fan of of the movies, mm -hmm. uh, but definitely a fan of the G.I. Joe universe. Yeah. So I'm curious to see where they take that. Nice. Um, and Maria Wolf did a variant cover for that, which I was looking for, for Void Rivals. So I know you're a fan of Maria Wolf and so am okay. I. So go look out. Keep a lookout for that. I'm going to have to check that out. I, it, sometimes her covers are hard to come by um, because they're so popular. They're gone right away. But next week, she's going to have the cover to Storm number two, which okay. looks really cool. You have to check it out. Uh, maybe I'll tweet it later, the cover. Uh, they they released it, uh, what it looks like. And it and again, it's it's pretty badass. So I'll be trying to grab my hands on that uh, next week. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, well, I think that's all I have. Short and sweet this week. Short and simple. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts? Anything else you want to get off your chest there? No, I think that that's all that I have. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, everyone, go enjoy some Disneyland kebabs um, and be sure you come back here. Let us know if, you ha if you're listening to this point and you want to drop a comment. Let us know what your favorite place to eat at Disneyland is. And yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for liking, subscribing, sharing, and we'll see you guys next time. Stay safe.